Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. If you have been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful and Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like the task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list. And I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it. Or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know, Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Hey, hey, all right. This is going to be another fun episode. I did one a, uh, a couple weeks ago. I don't remember exactly when, just scroll back if you want to listen to it about what it's like to declutter when you have kids. And I shared a little bit of our story of what it was like when I decluttered and had three kids when we were moving from Alaska to Florida. And one of the questions that I get about this and like what people want to know more about or like if they should do it too is if they should declutter as dramatically as we did. So the long story short of our story is that we decided to move from Alaska to Florida in about six weeks time. My husband had an opportunity. It went really fast. Um, so like from the moment that he went down and accepted the job, 
in Florida while we were living in Alaska to all of us living in Florida was about six weeks. So he went down there, interviewed, accepted it on the spot, came back to Alaska, left to go get us a house. And I stayed back for the next about four weeks, got rid of all of our stuff and then moved to Florida. And when we did that, um, we decluttered everything down to what fit into our suitcases. And I had a unique opportunity to declutter that extremely and start over. We rented a house that was furnished. So we didn't have to worry about like buying couches and beds and all that. We just needed bedding, towels, dishes. That's it. That's really all we had was a house that was furnished. And then those things that you need just for like day-to-day living was very extreme. And then we brought um, a suitcase of clothes and a suitcase of toys. Um, You know, my husband brought his clothes down with him. And then the kids and I came after. And so that's why I say we had like a suitcase of clothes per person and a suitcase of toys. Um, Because we also didn't, it just, (laughs) that's what made sense for us. Okay. So I want to talk about why we did that, why it was a good choice for us and why I would do it again, but why I don't recommend it for other people and just what it was really like for us to get rid of all of that and how we reaccumulated our stuff over time. Cause I think it's helpful for people to hear like what actually goes into this? Like, what did you actually have to replace and get again? So that's why we did it. Um, logistically, it just made the most sense based on our budget and Alaska to Florida is a huge move. It's like the furthest point you can possibly go while staying in the United States on the, you know, this continent, I guess not counting Mexico, but you know what I mean. Okay. It was a lot and we did it because at that time it was the best option for us. Logistically, it made the most sense. Didn't make sense to ship it. It was like $15,000. And when we were looking at the stuff and like even doing the math of like how much it would cost to buy things again, like the math just wasn't making sense. And that's what we did. Okay. And it was really hard. It was really hard because as I started to get rid of our stuff, I had absolutely no concept like about how much stuff we actually had or how much stuff was actually going to fit into a suitcase or what kind of stuff we actually needed on a daily basis and what was worth bringing with us and what wasn't. The biggest thing I didn't realize was how much stuff we actually had. And I want to let you know, like when we were, when we had left Alaska, here's kind of the, the, the long story short. In 2011, While living in Alaska, we had three kids. We were living in a 2,000 square foot house. And the year before we moved to Florida, we downsized into a 1,000 square foot house just due to finances. And that's what we had to do. Downsized our house to about half the size. And because at that time, I didn't know anything about decluttering, we just moved and brought all of that stuff that was in the 2,000 square foot house into the 1,000 square foot house. And it was full. So full. Like literally the 2000 square foot house was cluttered, brought pretty much all of it other than the furniture that didn't fit into the thousand square foot house. Closets were full under the bed was full. I bought all kinds of shelves, like for the kids, like cube shelves, stackables, bins to configure things into the bedroom and store things in the bedrooms and in any closet I could fit into. And we had a garage. So everything in there, the kitchen cabinets, like hallway closets like full of stuff just it was wild it was wild okay 
So I had no concept about how much stuff we actually had. And therefore I had no concept about what we actually needed and used on an everyday basis because I was used to being surrounded by so much stuff. And I tell people that all the time, like in my, in, in the group, on the podcast, you know, everywhere that I talk about things is that most of us don't actually need the stuff that we have in our homes. And we say that we can't declutter it because we need it all, but that's not true. We're just used to having it around. We don't have any, we don't have a clear concept of what we need and what we have room for. Right. And so that makes, that made decluttering hard because as I'm getting rid of all of this stuff, I'm used to having it around. I'm used to having closets full of all of this stuff. I'm used to having these things that give me a false sense of security, which is a podcast episode that you can go listen to, um, on how your clutter is a false sense of security. Right. And so it was very scary to get rid of it. And it probably feels like that for you too, because you're used to having all of this stuff and therefore it all feels important and essential and necessary on some level, right? Now, the next thing that happened when I started decluttering my stuff was that I realized no one wanted my stuff, like straight up, no one wanted it, no one needed it, and no one would take it. And this was about a decade ago. I think it's more extreme even now, especially post-pandemic. There just is no value in clutter, because we all have the same kinds of clutter. We all have the same kinds of stuff and we just don't want it. We just don't want it from each other. We're not willing to buy it. That's why the majority of your stuff um, won't ever sell. And if it does sell, it's selling for pennies on the dollar. This is a, um, a statistic that I've seen. I don't remember where I originally saw it, but when I saw it, I was like, oh, that was true for me. And I watched the patterns of the moms who I help declutter inside of my paid courses, inside of Motherhood Simplified. And it's true for them. And the statistic is this, is that uh, in estate sales, only on average, 10 to 15% of stuff in an estate sale is ever sold. And of that 10 to 15% of stuff that is sold, it is sold for about 10 to 15% of the original price that somebody paid for it. Okay. That's a tiny, tiny fraction of your stuff that people are willing to pay for in the first place. And if they are willing to pay for it, they're willing to pay a fraction of the price of it. There are very few items that are like the exception to this rule, but even, um, I, I, like I said, I watched estate sales that have higher end stuff. And there's a few moms who have, um, you can look up her name in the group. It's, I'll just link a post to hers in the description because she's Russian. Her name is Luboy and you won't be able to spell it. (laughs) You likely will not be able to spell it. Um, But they had all of this high-end furniture, you know, dining room tables they they purchased for $10,000 that are high quality, real wood, and they had to sell it for $1,000 because that's all anybody would pay for it, right? So that was the reality of what decluttering was like for me. And it's what I see for other people. And it's going to be true for you too. And I want to tell you this so that you know what to expect and what it's really like to try to get rid of your stuff. And then when it comes to things like consigning, same is true, right? Almost all of us get frustrated when we go drop things off at once upon a child. You can look at their reviews and be like, they don't take any of my stuff. They don't take any of my perfectly good stuff. And it's like, it's not because your stuff isn't nice. It's because they have too much of it, right? where they only, they are cheap, right? They only give me like a fraction of what I paid for it. And it's like, of course they did because they are drowning in too much stuff too. 
the financial value just isn't there, which is why, like in my courses and Decluttering Simplified, I focus on clutter from both ends, what you're letting go of, but also what you're bringing in so that you know when it, times to get, when it comes time to get rid of it, the chances of you getting your money back are not very high. So you've got to accept that and know that and make wise purchases. Um, but then when it comes to donating, also true, donation centers are more strict about what they actually accept because they have to be able to sell this stuff. So if you are giving them junk, things that you can't sell yourself, chances are that they can't sell it either. And they are a business. And so they are not going to take that stuff because it costs them money to sort through it. It costs them money to dispose of it. And I have another episode on this that you can go listen to called an honest conversation about Goodwill. It's not about Goodwill specifically. It's about thrift stores in general. But what ends up happening is that as consumers, we feel better about dropping it off to them because we're donating it to a good cause or whatever, donating it to somebody who can use it. But really, they are the middleman for the landfill, which brings me to the next part of the reality of what it's like to declutter is that a lot of your stuff really is glorified trash and that sucks, but we have to just accept it for what it is because we live in this time of overconsumption. Once we know that, we can be better about what we consume so that we create less waste by consuming less in the first place. Okay. And if you want to talk more about that, go listen to the episode. It's in the description, an honest conversation about goodwill. Okay. So those are some of the realities of what it's actually like to declutter your stuff and it's absolutely worth it. Okay. So that brings me to the next point is like, would I do it again the way that I did it in the past? Under the circumstances that we had, absolutely. Yes, I would do it again, right? I would, if I, if I knew that we were going to move across the country, knowing our financial situation, knowing the types of things that we had, like hand-me-down couches, hand-me-down beds, um, would I do it the way that we did it back then? Yes. The benefits that I got from it were well worth it. We got a fresh start. I learned all kinds of things. I have a business now teaching other people how to do it, right? Helping moms like you get relief by teaching you the lessons that I learned by doing it in such a dramatic way. But would I declutter in that way just because, or would I recommend a family who's not moving across the country, just get rid of everything down to what fit into a suitcase? Probably not, right? Probably not because the point is not to just be extreme and like get rid of everything, right? The point is to reduce your clutter and make these changes in a, in a sustainable way. It worked for us and our circumstances because those were our circumstances. But if you're just doing, trying to do it how I did it, it's almost like a, like a fad diet or like a crash diet, like it's probably not going to work. It's probably not the best option. It's probably going to cause a lot more problems than it actually helps. Right. Um, what I want, what I want people to get, or what I want you to take away from me sharing the way that I decluttered are, are these is number one, your clutter, like you just have clutter. We live in the time of overconsumption and you're going to have to trash some things. You are going to feel bad about that probably. Some people don't, okay? But a lot of people on some level are like, oh my gosh, it's so wasteful. It feels bad, right? And that's okay because you will end up on the other side like I am and all of these other moms who I've helped who no longer overconsume, who are much more mindful about what they purchase and bring into their homes in the first place. And yes, a decade ago when I did that, 
it was so wasteful. A lot of things went to the landfill and that was hard to accept. But the thing that came from that, that is absolutely worth it is that I will spend the next 75 years of my life. Cause I was 24 when I did that. I'm going to live to be a hundred cause I want to, right. <laughs> um, the rest of my life is going to be spent doing it differently, right? Not over-consuming, not contributing to landfills accidentally and unintentionally and in excess, right? And so, yeah, short-term really sucks. Uh, not great, but long-term, so worth it. And that's what I want people to get out of this is that it's okay for you. If you need to hear it from somebody, if you need some permission, I'm going to give that to you to be short-term wasteful for long-term benefits. Because not only do you stop wasting stuff and things, you stop wasting your time, your energy, your money, which means that not only do you have more physical resources to share with people, you have more time, more energy, more money to share with people, right? You have more to give to people and that is hands down worth it, okay? And the second thing that I want you to get out of me sharing this story is just that part of decluttering is having to get uncomfortable and get really familiar with what you have and how much you really have. And it will surprise you. It will surprise you. It's so fun, funny. I don't know. I'm not like making a joke with people. But for example, if Nicole is listening to this, Nicola Laka, she's part of the Motherhood Simplified, Simplified group um, and the Decluttering Simplified course and community. Um, she went through the closed decluttering portion of the course. And she's not the only one. Many other moms are blown away when I have them like go through the clothing portion of the course. And they're like, I cannot believe how much clothing we actually have. Like this is, this is unbelievable. They're like mind blown, like making posts about it being like, oh my gosh, is anybody like horrified by how many clothes you have? How many bins you have? How many spare blah, blah, blahs you have, how many piles of toys you have? Like, is anybody like, what the heck? Like, no wonder this was a problem. And that's what I want to prepare you for as well. Like you're going to be surprised when you realize how much stuff you actually have and how much is actually in your home and how much you've actually accumulated over all of this time. It is mind blowing. And once you know that, once you realize that it gets easier to be like, okay, yeah, this really is not all essential a lot of it really can go. So that's that's today's episode. Um, just some realities of what it's like to actually declutter. What goes into it? What you notice? What changes? Um, what to look forward to, right? Um, so hopefully this was helpful for you. Hopefully uh, you enjoyed it. And if you did, I would love to hear from you. Come find me in the Facebook group, on Instagram, email, wherever it is that you hang out. I'd love to hear your thoughts. <laughs> I would love to hear if you realized um, how many, how many ridiculous things you have, whether it's clothes, pens, shoes, dishes, cups, Tupperware lids. I don't know something in your, what's, what's your dirty little secret? What's your dirty little decluttering secret? That's what I want to hear. What is it for you? We all have it. It's nothing to be embarrassed about. So yeah, reach out, let me know. And I will see you on the next episode. Hey, before you go, 
have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the Motherhood Simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.